Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes, the 20th and 45th best players in the NHL? Are you kidding me? We're going to get into that next. We're back full-time, baby, here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer for Daily High Vancouver and one of your co-hosts here on Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for tuning in. It's your team every day. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode, we got to talk about Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes. Where did they slot uh, among the NHL stars, okay? The Athletic came out with the list. I want to break it down and maybe give a, a take or two on it. Also got to talk about bringing back a familiar friend, Alex Edler. Are you serious? Oh, I thought, gonna Mike, I, I thought you were going to say bringing back a familiar friend, Mike Babcock. Oh, was he ever a friend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're, well, we're going to touch on maybe Mike Babcock, but definitely Edler, <laughs> Pedersen, and Hughes. But first and foremost... Uh, someone who is less controversial than the aforementioned Mike Babcock, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, Monday afternoon, recording this pod. You know, we back to full-time Monday to Friday. It was a good summer. A lot of reps in. And I think I'm ready, man. I think I'm really, really ready for this season. Uh, this all being said, dude, we got we got a lot of work to do when it comes to making sure we're in shape. Because, again, the Canucks, they need a lot of things to go their way. This season, and yeah, Hughes and Pedersen, we're going to talk about them. They got top-end talent. Uh, maybe they can pull the miracle off and do really well this season and go from one of the worst teams to one of the best teams. But if that's going to even stand a chance, instead of relying on luck, again, they got to be in the best shape of their life. Remember, people, Kyle Bowen and Trevor Beggs at the end of this month are doing a push-up competition, not for charity and not even for our egos, just for the, the city, you know? Again, if we're asking the players to be in the best shape of their lives, we got to do it too. But real accountability across the board here on Locked On Canucks. Comet Corner coming at you at the end of the show. Yeah, we do save the best for last. And uh, we want to shout out all the fans, man. It was a good summer. Thanks for uh, thanks for living with us through assumption and assumption and assumption. And I know we got to do it for a couple more weeks before the game start. But we really are grateful for all the new subscribers and listeners to the show. Uh, before we do start uh, talking about Hughes and Patterson being towards the top of the, the class when it comes to the best players in the league. I got to ask you the question, okay? Because it went through my mind. Uh, I think there was a 1% chance, maybe a 0.5% chance that Mike Babcock was going to be named the coach of the Vancouver Canucks like way back when, okay? Uh, for real. The, the team was in turmoil. Uh, Aquilini, you know, he's a <laughs> he's Aquiluni sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And it wouldn't have surprised us based on how chaotic this organization could be and how many wrong moves they've made especially when it comes to the leadership positions in this team i guess what i'm trying to say or ask is uh, what's your take on the whole babcock situation and uh just the nhl in general because this was like this wasn't s small news i don't think it was blown out of proportion too but it was just super obscure and super random and for it to come go down the way it did was fresh and new for the nhl yeah, I mean, my take on it is that Mike Babcock should never have been allowed back in the NHL. It was way too much smoke about other things, uh, other stories that had transpired. 
And it's like, you could have seen this coming, you know, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I, I, at first I thought it was fascinating because everyone's crapping on uh, Paul Bissonnette. Turns out he was right. So he's getting the last laugh. And of course, you know, Goudreau and Wierenski and Boone Jenner coming out and saying like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. But again, those are the guys with, you know, I don't know about Wierenski, but, you know, uh, those guys with like, you know, a wife and kids and a dog. Like, yeah, of course, they got no problem showing their phone. But <laughs> the guys like the Adam Fantillis, the Kent Johnsons, uh, the younger players on that team, the Cole Cylinders, I think they might have a problem with uh, Mike Babcock uh, <laughs> going through their phones. And you know, now there's reports that he was kind of going through and spending way more time on guys' phones than they should have. I mean, I, it kind of lines up with what Frankie Carotta was saying on uh, Sakaris and Price, that he's a socially awkward guy who's a bit of a bully. And, Ooh, bad combination. If you really yeah. break, break down the psychology about that statement, like that's a weird, weird combination. Because if he's power hungry, yet he doesn't have social skills, it could be gross. Yeah. Right? Like that could be, ugh, like you're a weirdo. Yeah, I get it. it. It's like I'm I'm into the notion that like whatever cancel culture is, like it's over and it's kind of like watered down. It's 2023. It's a little different now, but I, don't, I think this is completely different. This is just, uh, like you said, awkward and weird. And uh, we like to look at it in the lens of like a, a sports team, but in any workplace, that's just like, yo, relax, man. What the, what the, what is wrong with you? Just chill out, yo. Chill out. I, I don't know what uh, he find on my phone, just photos of my dog again i've said it many times i'm a 100 percent hindu i don't know if it's uh, across the board for all of us out there but i'm not taking a lot of pics you know a little a lot of you know what i'm saying a little i'm not sexting like that you got what i'm saying because uh it's not the best image or the biggest image uh, where am i going with this oh yeah Patterson and hughes Patterson and hughes uh, are they are they being disrespected in this athletic power ranking poll that you might have read uh, i'm curious to know the numbers behind again what you just read about hughes and patterson amongst the best players in the league well i mean i'm even gonna throw it back to you first and foremost and i mean the athletic i, I do love this list when it comes out again it puts players in tears um it's not, it's not when i say you know i'll ask you this like, do you think patterson is the 20th best player in the nhl that's what i want to ask you genuinely speaking no i don't i think he's in the top 10 but 20 is still a really powerful number, especially for a player that doesn't win games. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of see where that could come from, like that number of 20. It's 20 is not 27. It's not 35. Like, he's top 20. In our eyes, he's top 10. But I think you and I can both agree that if Pedersen wants to take the next step in his career and be amongst the best, go ahead and do all this individual uh, things on the ice, be a magician, marvel, do things that nobody else can do. But you got to win games to be respected. It's just the truth. Yeah, and it does come back to winning at the end of the day. But I, I did find this list kind of interesting because I even look at players in his own tier and I'm like, I think Pedersen's better than probably every player in this tier. Ooh, but I'll, I'll, I'll go through it. really quickly for you. What's that, bud? I said, say it. Say it. I'm, I'm curious, man. <laughs> so it, uh, so the way they, the Athletic has it done, so they have Tier 1 is the MVP tier. So, you know, 1A is McDavid. He's in a tier of his own. 1B was Drysettle, McKinnon, Matthews, McCarr. 1C was Hughes, Pasternak, Kachuk, and Fox. Now, I think you can make the argument for Pedersen being in that 1C tier. Because mm -hmm. um, I think Kachuk and Pedersen are comparable seasons. The only difference is that, you know, Kachuk and the Panthers made the playoffs. And Pedersen did not. Mm -hmm. um, I think underlying numbers wise, Pedersen and Kachuk, you know, they're uh, Pedersen, sorry. Um, Pasternak and Pedersen are very comparable. 
uh, Jack Hughes as well. I mean, you know, Pedersen's put up, you know, bigger numbers than Hughes, but I think at the end of the day, Hughes is younger, gets more of the benefit of the doubt. So I could see Pedersen being in that one A, that one C tier story and being, you know, a top 10 player in the NHL. But anyways, yeah. that was one C. So two A was Sidney Crosby, Kirill Kaprizov, Nikita Kucherov, Mitch Marner, Miko Rantanen, Jason Robertson, and Charlie McAvoy. So Pedersen's in the next tier, 2B. But I look at that 2A tier, and I'm thinking, does Pedersen get disrespected a bit here? I kind of think so. No, to squeeze him in there. <laughs> no, for real, dude. Squeeze him in there. He belongs in that tier. But man, oh, man, I know Kirill Kaprizov hasn't done a lot of winning. But he's a damn good player. He's up there. He really is. He's electrifying, and he's so good with the puck. And he's, he's, he's a unique player. Like I've seen a couple games from him, and he always stands out. It's a pretty obvious. Um, he, he belongs in that upper echelon tier as well, where we think Patterson belongs. But yeah, squeeze him in there. Come on, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing? What, what's yeah, going I, on here? That's that's dis- you know what that is. You know what that is. That's whoever put this together. Was it was it like uh, the whole uh, the whole industry? Like the whole uh, it, was the Dom, it was Dom Lecision, Sean Gentili, and Shana Goldman. Yeah. Okay. So. I can't, I can't, uh, East Coast bias. I, yeah, I can't confirm this, but you're not watching 80 Patterson games. You're not even watching 35. Maybe you're watching 17 and then you're looking at the stat sheet. That's how you put them behind those guys or not at least within that frame of players. But again, this goes back to Patterson needing to win games. So the East Coast can see more of the Canucks and see more of him and, not to always tie everything back to the contract and the next contract and assuming and living in the future. But if Pedersen wants to get, wants to get paid like a Matthews or get up 12.5 plus again, go ahead and do all this individualistic stuff, but you have to pair it up with winning. Like winning really, really matters and winning does fix everything. And not that he really cares so much about charts like this, but if you want to fix your position in a player ranking system, yeah win games and win games now yeah exactly and, and i think the canucks have always been victim to that east coast bias right because again our games are on at 10 p.m at night you know i'm actually going to be in ottawa for the canucks uh, home opener whoa I'm watching the game at 10 at night you know it's uh it's a hard thing to do if you got a family not saying these guys have families i don't really know but Holy, that... um but no, it's yeah, a hard I, thing to do come on man 10 to like to watching the game at 10 o'clock like okay i go to sleep like 12 o'clock almost every night 12 to 1 i'm on my phone just Screwing around. I got to fix things in my life. Okay. I'm not perfect. Far from it. But I think if you're putting together a system like this or a ranking system like this to put on for the game, because we're talking about the athletic, we're talking about those three names, you know, they have a big audience. Dude, if that's your responsibility, I'm sorry. You, especially for talking about Elias Patterson, you got to stay up and watch those games. You got it. 100%. I, I agree. So, I, I mean, I, I was kind of pissed off that Patterson got disrespected here, but I, got, I think Quinn Hughes got really disrespected. So, Quinn Hughes was in Tier 3B. Ugh, are you kidding me? Tier 3B yep. for Quinn Hughes? This guy, when you look at Norris rankings, um, you know, projections of Peru's going to win the Norris this upcoming season. I mean, Hughes is, is top five on pretty much every list. So, I'll, I mean, I'll break it down by just defensemen. I think that's probably a fair assessment. So, again, I mentioned Makar in Tier 1B. Adam no, Fox no, go through the whole go through the whole list. Can you do it? Like I'm being selfish right now. Just, just yeah, yeah. okay. So all right. Well, sorry. I listed everyone up to I listed everyone up to you know tier two A there. But the defensemen, in case you missed it, were Kale McCarr, Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy in tier two A, uh, Miro Heiskanen, Roman Yosi in tier two B. And then from tier two C, you have Rupe Hintz, Nico Heischer, Brad Marchand, Rasmus Dalin, 
Victor Hedman, Eric Carlson. I know Carlson had 100 points, but he was so porous defensively. I mean, I would have Quinn Hughes at, at least the same tier as Carlson personally. Uh, so that's tier 2C. Tier 3, this is the all-star tier. You have Johnny Gaudreau, William Nylander, Artemi oh Perrin, Mark Stone, Tim Stutzla, Tage Thompson, Hampus Lindholm, Jakob Slavin, Devin Taves. Those guys are all in a tier above. Oh, man. This is not right, dude. This ain't right, bro. I'm sorry, bro. Who are these three riders again? I know I'm just Kyle Bound, and I just got here. I just got here. But y'all y'all ain't doing your job. Y'all ain't doing your job. The, the league needs better representation. They need to, and, and, like, star power really matters. And those players are stars in their own regard. But we're talking about Quinn Hughes. This dude, did he say William Nylander? Yeah. Get the... Yo. And Johnny Gaudreau. Dude. Johnny Gaudreau was terrible dude. last season. <laughs> dude, that is beyond disrespectful. That ain't right. That ain't right, yo. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, what? okay, I guess the, uh, you, you want to finish off the list? Because I'm just pissed off right now. F- finish it off. Like, who, who's in the, the, the Hughes list? Yeah, I'm so mad, the, in Tier 3B, that's where you'll find Quinn Hughes. Uh, in that tier as well as Jake Gensel, Timo Meyer, Andre Svechnikov, Brady Kachuk, Mika, uh, Mika Zibanejad. And then in terms of defensemen, you have Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore. Dude, that's Quinn the tier Hughes. that Hughes is in. I, I think it's the wrong tier. That's 100% the wrong tier for Quinn Hughes. And it's that dang East Coast bias. It is. Look, bro. I mean, look at the guys in that tier. I mean, Dougie Hamilton, the East Coast loves Dougie Hamilton. We spent a good chunk of his career out there. Uh, loved by analytics guys. Petra Angelo and Shea Theodore just helped Vegas win a cup. Again, they're great defensemen, but Vegas has the depth. That's part of the reason they won the cup. I mean, if, if Hughes was on a team with depth, I think Hughes is probably in like tier 2A, to be honest with you, up with like Charlie McAvoy. Good, good answer, Trevor. I F with that. That's a good answer. And a part of me wants to take a breath and throw away the West Coast bias and really think about Hughes's position in the uh, amongst the best in the league. And I'm going to do that right now. No, I think I think you're right, bro. I think you're right. He's amongst the best, bro. We're not over-evaluating him. Yes, we're demanding wins so he gets the respect he deserves. But we're talking about a guy that game in and game out. And if, when Hughes gets better every summer, he's fixed up his defensive game. He's going to get better at that. And offensively, this guy's quarterbacking well, for the last two years, if I'm correct, like one of the best power plays in the league. It's just, man, that's some disrespect right there, man. That is, again, if you're if you're putting on for the game and if you're a hockey writer and you got to write reports like this and spread, again, the awareness amongst all fans across the board and just maybe casual hockey fans too, you got to stay up. You got to stay up and watch 10 o'clock games. It's the truth. It's the yeah. truth. Unless, you know, you got children and stuff like that, and I, it may be a little different. But, dude, if you don't, I, I don't think there's an excuse, yo. You get paid to do your job, not sleep on your job. It's just the truth. You got to throw that throw that excuse away. Oh, the games are on late. It's game 27 for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm not going to watch this. They're not playing on Saturday. They're not playing, they're not playing the Leafs. They're not playing the Canadians. They're not playing the Rangers. I'm not going to watch the game. Nah. If you a hockey writer and you get paid to do do something that you're pretty lucky to do, let's be honest, let's be real. Do your job. Stop sleeping on the job and watch watch the games, especially the games that involve the best players in the league. And Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson are those guys. Yo, Quinn Hughes, he got slapped, yo. He got slapped, yo. That's so somebody's got a, you know, you know that there's like that. Uh, I know we're running running the first segment pretty long here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, higher ups. 
I'm sorry, higher ups on the East Coast. We got to do it because the truth matters, okay? So this episode might be a little long. It is what it is, but we got to defend the boys, the West Coast bias. It's just the truth. But where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, Quinn Hughes, hyper-competitive, really competitive. He's got that quiet cockiness to him. I wish I had that cockiness. Sometimes I'm a little too loud, okay? But he has that quiet, like, cerebral cockiness to him. Somebody's got to show him this list. Whether it be a media member or somebody on the team, somebody's got to show him this list. Yeah, let's, uh, I completely agree. And maybe let's leave it up to our commenters. You know, are we too bullish on Hughes and Pedersen, or is it that damn East Coast bias over the athletic that needs to sort itself out? Locked on Canucks versus the athletic. Let's go, baby. On the other side, speaking of love for Canucks, how about Alex Adler love, man? Are we giving Alex uh, Adler some love? Find out on the other side. Okay, save your... Dude, I'd rather have Mike Babcock on the team than Alex Adler. Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cut the break. Cut the break. Cut the break, yeah. Watch out, Canucks just got canceled. Okay, well, coming up on the other side, a little Alex Edler PTO talk. But first, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical, they offer the Jace case, baby. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. You just have it, okay? Because Jace Medical, they got it for you. Jace Medical, they make sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com with the promo code LOCKEDON. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. You're back on Lockdown Canucks. You're Canucks every day. Subscribe, hit the like button. It helps us out a lot, okay? I'm trying to make my mama proud. And Trevor Beggs, he's trying to buy his children Christmas gifts this, this holiday season, okay? <laughs> For real. And we got you, though, man, because we're devoted, man. We're devoted to uh, Canuck fans across the world. I stole that line from a uh, Packers podcast that I listen to every day. But we are devoted, man. Like, you got me addicted. Back, to, back on the Canucks, and I can't wait for this year because even though this experience with the fan or the fans, I'm sorry, is a beautiful thing, and I'm super grateful to be talking to the people, our studios, and Begsy, again, super grateful to be doing this as part of our day-to-day operation in our careers. But I feel as if the addiction to the Canucks is going to allow more escapism in my life because I'm going to be watching way more hockey, and I'm going to do my best to not just like analyze the games because I'm just a fan first. I'm just going to enjoy it, man. I'm just going to enjoy 82 Canuck games this season and uh, maybe more. Well, no, I'm guaranteeing more. I'm sorry. In April and early May. Because the Canucks weren't making the playoffs, man. And we're making the playoffs because, A, we didn't hire Mike Babcock. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny about the Babcock thing? Like, everyone's talking about the Biz Nasty quote and how he's a hero now. And like, if you really watch that clip, it's pretty funny. I think he refers to Boone Jenner's penis like three times during that clip. And that's ultimately the clip that altered the course of an NHL franchise. 
No, I, I swear. I'm pretty sure I heard it, man. Yeah, there's there's a lot of old old NHLers that want to be Paul Bissonnette, but he uh he's he's just the guy, isn't he? Um, I don't know, man. I'm still rattled that uh, William Nylander's in a tier above Quinn Hughes, to be honest with Dude, you. That's BS, East Coast buys. Quinn Hughes might have more points than William Nylander next season. I'm just saying, okay? Uh, Kyle, Dude. you talk about the Canucks being a playoff team next season. Could Alex Edler push them over the hump? What do you think, man? No. Old Alex Edler, unsigned, free agent. The Canucks have a hole on their left side, third pairing, man. Could Alex Edler be the guy to fill that role? No way. It's over, man. I don't want any of that noise, dude. Any of that noise. Uh, thank you, Edler, for your service. Thank you for being the most mediocre top franchise defenseman of all time. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, like in what other, like in what other uh, power ranking system across sports in general in, in a position did you have like somebody be at the top of that list being like eighty-one overall? Maybe like a Chicago Bears wide receiver. Uh, I was thinking this is a bad example because the Giants won two Super Bowls. But if uh, Eli Manning never won, the like, Eli Manning and Alex Edler kind of make me. Think oh of the same man, <laughs> unbelievable! No, they just got to you know the Canucks. They got to move on, and it's got to be brand new. And I don't think not to say like Alex Edler was a leader. Like who knows? He was there for a long time. I'm sure he was a a, a true professional, and maybe that was just like the the standard to get a letter on your jersey and whatnot, right? But that whole room has to change. And the leadership committee just changed. And I think they would take a step backwards if they brought in somebody from the old regime to be in that room. And I know we're just talking about skill and a player and how to make this team better. But A, we're talking about an older Alex Edler. I'm not sure about his micro stats, his data. I'm not sure how good he was last year. But it definitely is not the time to bring back somebody like Edler to be the fifth or sixth defenseman on this team to challenge uh, Akito or Willannon or whomever is going to be that sixth defenseman, maybe even a push out Myers, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I no, actually, I do know that's, this is not going to happen and it better not happen. It better not happen. How about you? What, what do you think? You know, I, I lean no, but I probably see both sides a bit a bit better than you do. And, and I'll tell you why. I think, you know, Edler at this point in his career shouldn't be an everyday defenseman if he does come back to the NHL. And I'll preface by saying that he does want to come back, at least based on his exit interview uh, in uh, April, May from the LA Kings. Um, when asked if he was going to continue playing, he told reporters, quote, I'm not sure. The easy answer would be to keep playing until I'm 45 or something like that. But there's a lot of factors with getting a new contract seeing how the body feels and talking to my family. We'll see, but I would like to play as long as I can. So it certainly sounds like the unsigned Edler wants to return to the NHL. And obviously there was a lot of talk that he didn't want to leave Vancouver, right? Didn't he block a trade at some point? Reportedly, reportedly, we don't know for sure, uh, but he usually flexes no trade cl clause at some point in his career here in Vancouver. I will say with Edler, again, I think you know, he did. I, I remember that. Yeah, I think he did. I, I'm pretty, I, I don't want to say it was for sure, but it was reported pretty wide, widely, uh, uh, during like later in his Canucks career, so he clearly loves the city. Like his met his wife here, and his you know kids were, were born here, and all, all that good stuff. So you can see if he wants to play somewhere else, I'm sure he'd want to come back to Vancouver. Um, again, at this point in his career, no more than the six, seven defenseman. He shouldn't be playing every night. Um, I think he could help on the PK. Like that's the big area where um, he's had a success in the NHL. The main the problem with Edler, obviously, is he can't doesn't really have the wheels, can't skate that well anymore. It still takes a lot exactly. of minor penalties. And you look at the third pairing, and unless Tyler Myers gets waived, Tyler Myers is your third pairing right shot defenseman. Can you imagine the Canucks had Edler and Tyler Myers as their third pairing on defense to start the year? 
Yeah, what what is this, 2013? It's not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen. And in regards to Edler saying that he continues to have this passion for the game and he wants to play, obviously, obviously you'd want to play till you're 45 and travel North America with the boys and eat great meals and play hockey. That's the dream, dude. <laughs> obviously, bro. Dude, that's the dream, man. Spending a lot of time with your bros, like spending, don't get me wrong, I love, I love my girl and... There's a you know a great chance she's my future wife, but come on, man! Like hanging out with your bros every day, cause I gotta not getting in, not getting like her annoyed by it because like it's the job. Like come on, bro, that's the greatest greatest gig in the world, dude. It really is. Yeah, I was thinking of a, cause again, like let's scratch this other topic, okay? I was thinking about this. Uh, it's Monday, locked on Canucks, your team every day. A little bit of a Kyle Bowen talk here, okay? I was thinking about getting my girl a Jordan Love jersey. I'm a big Green Bay Packers fan. I was thinking of her getting her that jersey for Christmas, right? And just planting the seed. And maybe making her into not only just a diehard sports fan, but a, you know, a, a diehard Packers fan. Maybe she'll actually like it. And then 10 years from now, when you know we're moved in and we're living together, and maybe it's not a big deal if I invite the boys over every Sunday because she gets it, you know what I'm saying? So how about that type of investment? Do you... Like you work in the industry, like that's that's some that's that's a great thinking, right? Like it's for her, or is it for me? If I get her that jersey, I think you know if, it has Jordan Love want, on the back. Love, you know, I could really cast a spell right now. If you want to use me as an example, I mean, uh, you know, my wife has a, a Russell Wilson jersey, and I had my buddy over for Week One of the NFL season to watch football. So I mean, holy, there you go, and, man. She and she made you nachos, and she made you, and she made me nachos. Yeah, and exactly. you got a newborn. Yeah, dude. <laughs> The pathway's there for you, buddy. Just unbelievable, dude. I'm gonna do it, man. Jordan, I can make it romantic, right? She opens up the gift. It says "Love" on the back. Write her a nice card. The same about the Packers. It's about love. You got my back, just like my quarterback has my back. Boom, bam. There you Anyways, go. Anyways, your Canucks every day. Comment corner on the other side. Do you have any anything else to say about Alex Adler? I hope you don't, man. Don't pull out the micro stats. Okay, it's not happening. Don't put this out in the air. No, I'm all done on the Edler talk. Let us know in the comments uh, how you feel about Edler returning to the Canucks on the PTO. Uh, Kyle, you did talk about NFL there, Jordan Love, and uh, all that good stuff. Well, guess what, okay? I got to shout out FanDuel because you can snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you just place a $5 bet, okay? That's like two Timmy's coffees, okay? It's easy peasy lemon squeezy. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, okay? There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, okay. We back here on Locked on Canucks. Your Canucks every day. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, Comet Corner coming at you in uh, one or two minutes, right? We're going to think about you and give you the floor. But before I do so, I got to do it because this question matters, man. You got to ask your friends this question every now and then. How you doing, Trevor? Hey, man, I'm, I'm not doing all right. I went to Bowen Island for the first time this weekend. Oh, oh Bowen Island this weekend. It sounded like you said, I'm not doing all right. Is it because you'd much rather be at home eating nachos and 
watching football instead of hanging out with your family? Like, no, was that was that like my Seahawks won? That's all that mattered. I got to go to Bone Island with some friends that are uh, that are moving away, so that part's sad. But uh, mm-hmm. like I said, explored a new part of beautiful BC, and I got to spend some time with friends and family, man. So I'm doing good. How are you doing, brother? I should probably ask you that. No, you do ask me that question all the time at the top of the top of the show, but we get right into it. But all in all, I'm doing good. And even though my team lost yesterday, you know, you beat the Lions, which makes things a little easier. And it, it is what it is. I don't got ex- expectations on that side of my sports fandom. But on this side, I do with the Vancouver Canucks, and they got to make the playoffs. Speaking of which, I got this comment that kind of talked about it. Let's get to it on Comment Corner. Welcome to Common Corner, powered by paraphrasing. Today's comment comes from our friend Holden. I truly believe both the Kings and Canucks improve this year and enter the playoffs. In other words, screw the Calgary Flames. Okay, okay. Thanks for the comment. Uh, this, this made me think a lot because even though I do believe the Vancouver Canucks are going to make the playoffs, it's hard to, it's hard to be so bullish on them being a lot better than the Kings. And even if the Canucks are going to make the playoffs, like who falls out? Cause the Pacific is pretty decent. Like it's strong. You know what I'm saying? And you, this comment alluded to the fact that both the Kings and the Canucks make it. And that's kind of hard for me to guarantee because I feel as if one is happening and not the other. Uh, Begsy, uh, what's your take on this? Yeah, Eddie Garcia asked me this on, uh, well, it was on our network here in Lockdown Canucks, but Eddie Garcia from Lockdown Kings asked me, like, how many teams from the Pacific will make it, okay? And I said, likely five. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I do think the Pacific Division arguably is one of the deepest in hockey because you look at, I, I see it in three tiers. I see Edmonton, Vegas, and LA in one tier. I see Vancouver, Calgary, and Seattle in the next tier. I mean, Calgary, again, I, they don't seem to be much of a contender on paper, but I can certainly see them pulling it together because that's just what Calgary does, right? When you think they're going to be bad, they end up being pretty good. Uh, Seattle, I could just think they had too much good luck last season. I could see them falling out. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is like Edmonton, Vegas, LA top three and Vancouver and Calgary kind of in the wild card spots. Because you look at the Central too, and it is a bit of a crapshoot. I mean, Dallas is a cup contender. Colorado's a contender. Minnesota's pretty good, but after that, like I'm not really bullish on anybody. Like Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, Arizona, Chicago. I, I personally see five teams from the Pacific making it in. I think Winnipeg may ha, may have something to say about that, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I could easily see five teams in the Pacific making the playoffs next season. Yeah, like I think I only see four teams because I feel as if. I Who do you like from if... the Central making it aside from Minnesota, Dallas, and Colorado? You know what? Instead of me answering that question, why don't you? Yes, the listener of this podcast or viewer of this experience, let us know in the comments below if any of those teams that Trevor just mentioned in the Central Division surprise us slash boot the Canucks out of wild card contention in the Western Conference. Again, let us know in the comments below. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, you have the option to comment on episodes too. It's pretty simple. Just click the episode and have at her, okay? Let's get back to the show. You really just suggested that a Jordan Bennington-led team can make the playoffs. I'm disappointed in you. And I said Mike Babcock is better than Alex Adler. <laughs> dude, we're done, dude. It's over. It was a nice run, Locked On Canucks. Yeah, it really was. It, was it really was. <laughs> it yeah. really was. Okay. Nice uh, that, was, <laughs> that was another episode of Locked On Canucks. Your Canucks every day. We're back on that full-time-ish. I do believe on Wednesday or Thursday, we are recording an episode with Locked On Senators because we're having that debate. Who's going to win a Stanley Cup first? The Ottawa Senators or the Vancouver Canucks. And I'm not going to front. I was pretty disappointed in our fans 
Maybe they're too smart. Maybe they're uh, being realistic. But when we did that episode talking about, you know, that question and I was on the on the boat solo, dude, I had no backup in the comments. The, the comments were full of all Ottawa Senators fans, and they said that they had a team that was 97% better than the Vancouver Canucks. They said that Tim Stutzla and Brady Kachuk were way better than Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson and all that jazz. And again, I had no backup in the comments, so me and Begsy are going to war. We're going to war. Uh, this Wednesday or Thursday with the boys, Ross and Brandon, and uh, that debate's going to happen. And uh, You know what, Trevor? I-, I like to, again, give a lot of props to our fans, but I think we're going to have to win this one on our own, on our, on our own, for real. So that one's coming up later this week. And, uh, yeah, just super grateful for the, the listenership and the viewership. Hit the subscribe button, the like button, and uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to this on that podcasting platform. Begsy, sign us out. All right. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. This is your first time listening. Hey, the season's getting underway, baby. I can't wait. Let's go. Preseason this weekend. Young Stars going on right now. We will touch on the Canucks Young Stars, who we like to play games in the NHL next season from the Young Stars tournament on another episode this week. Going to uh, battle against the Ottawa Senators. Going to talk trading camp battles. That's all coming up on another couple episodes of Locked On Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Big. That guy's Kyle Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks.